0: Inside sources, Inside sources. Utah's source for exclusive access and insights behind the news. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome back, everyone. It is great to be with you today. And uh, we're going to pivot a little bit and uh, get to an important part, an important discussion today uh, around mental health. I think there are always challenges in the mental health space uh, that we need to be aware of and be thinking on uh, but particularly in the uh, the environment that we're in right now. So we need to know both for our own mental health, but also for those around us who might be strugg- struggling with various aspects of mental health. So I'm I'm really thrilled to be joined today by uh, Demma Olerton, Behavioral Health Supervisor at the University of Utah's University Neuropsychiatric Institute, or UNI, I think is how a lot of us refer to that. Uh, Demma, thanks for joining us today.
1: Oh, no problem. Happy to be here.
0: So as as we look at the things that are are going uh on right now in terms of mental health and and obviously I think mental health uh, gets challenged even more in periods of great uncertainty, isolation. Uh tell me what you're seeing uh up there at the University of Utah right now.
1: Yeah, so we are seeing a lot of uh increased call volume and text volume about the issues that we're dealing with, the virus, and then, of course, in Utah, the earthquake. So there is a lot of fear and panic around these situations, and uh, not just clinical anxiety that people experience day to day, but I, it's pretty normal to have people that have never suffered with these mm. issues to start feeling scared. Oh,
0: that's uh, that's a great point that uh, a lot of times it does become kind of that launch mechanism For that. What are some of the things that we should be watching for? And again, I want to look at this in two parts. What should we be watching for in ourselves? And then what should we be watching for in uh, those around us?
1: Yes. So the first thing I would say for yourself is to make sure you get a prepared mindset rather than a panic mindset. So just notice how you've been reacting to all of these situations. If you're starting to panic about it, Step back, take some time and mindfulness time and just think, how do I want to remember myself through these times? How can I be prepared for whatever's coming my way? Mm, And then doing that is going to really help for that second question of how do I help others when we're prepared and we're not panicked. Uh, others are going to look to us for that support, and I think that's the best thing we can do during these times.
0: Oh, that's so that's so good. I hadn't thought of it in those terms before. That's a, a great way because if we're prepared, if we're strong in a good spot, uh, it does enable us to uh, to be more aware of those around us uh, as well as exactly. to watch for some of those signs or some of those triggers that uh, may uh, p- set people into a downward spiral.
1: Exactly. And it's not to say that we're not going to feel scared or panicked right after the earthquake. I certainly felt that. <laughs> and yet the ability to bounce back and reflect and just to talk through that with folks and loved ones is really important.
0: Yeah, it is. It, that resilience is so important. In fact, we talked yesterday on the, the show about uh, this idea of bounce ability. Uh, I, I think mm-hmm. it's an old the General Patton quote of it's not how high you soar, but high, how, how high you bounce uh, when you hit bottom. <laughs> Uh, that is the real test.
1: Right. That's true resiliency right there.
0: Yeah. So as as you look at it uh, up at the University of Utah, and uh, again, if you're just joining us, uh, Demma Olerton is joining us, behavioral health supervisor uh, at the University of Utah's University Neuropsychiatric uh, Institute. Uh, and I, I wanted to get uh, and explore a little bit with uh, things that we've had to do because of the coronavirus in terms of social distancing and not congregating Uh, What are some of the challenges that that uh, causes for you in the mental health care space? Uh, So maybe we can start with that. What are some of the challenges you're facing?
1: Sure. So just from what we're seeing with folks that we talk to every day is there is a sense of social, social isolation that comes with the social distancing, and we really want to discourage the isolating part. It's so easy to get stuck on the news. You know, the news mm-hmm. is great. And at the same time, we can get inundated and afraid if we if we just kind of stay in that mindset. And so we're encouraging people to socially connect while they're socially distancing. That's a new concept, but there are a lot of great ads, articles, you know, social media posts about how to do that. We recommend that people have uh, some video conferencing calls, phone calls, maybe even take a hike or a walk outside with one person um, every day so that you can keep connected with people. That's very important during this time.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I also wanted to project forward a little bit. What have, uh, what have you been learning uh, during this time uh, that might change the way you approach? Uh, mental health uh, in general. Whether that's uh, obviously we're doing a lot of distance things right now in terms of uh, remote care uh, or mm-hmm. online care. Uh, are you seeing anything emerge or learning anything that you think will impact the the future of mental health care?
1: You know, that's a really interesting question. I I'm a huge history buff, and I always like to learn from the past. And what we know from the past is that. The greatest creativity and ingenuity comes from those really dark times in history. So I wouldn't be surprised if we do see a change in you know how we respond uh, in the mental health system where I'm in a place where I'm I'm already doing some remote, um, healthcare work by texting and talking to people over the phone, but I'm certainly hearing an uptick of the telecommuting, um, the video conferencing for individual therapy. That could certainly become just a part of our our lives from now on.
0: Mm-hmm. That's great. That's great. We've got just a couple minutes to, to go here. What are some of the uh, the resources or things that you want to make sure everyone has at the ready, again, either for themselves or for someone that they care for uh, as we continue through a, a really uncertain, stressful time?
1: Absolutely. So I will just say that we at the crisis line are still here 24-7 um, throughout all of this. We want to support anybody. So you can call the Utah Crisis Line at eight zero one five eight seven three thousand, and uh, that's staffed by master's level or higher clinicians. And you can also download the Safe UT app for free. Um, just Safe UT for Utah. And we also are still doing our community visits. So if someone's really suffering, we can make a house visit. Of course, we're taking health precautions. Uh, but call that number five 58- eight. and we'll get you set up. We really want to be here for you.
0: Fantastic. So appreciate your insight and all the great work that's happening uh, up there at the University of Utah at the uh, University Neuropsychiatric Institute. Uh, Demma, thanks so much for joining us today.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: You bet. And, again, just as a reminder, those uh, important uh, details uh, that Demma just shared with us, crisis line 801-587-3000, 801-587-3000 thousand uh, and as you often hear uh, on, on KSL News Radio the Safe UT app uh, is great for everyone uh, your children should all have that on their phones uh, and their smart devices uh, it is a great resource there as well uh, and then just a good reminder that uh, they are open for business up there and if uh, you feel like you need a visit or you need someone to swing by Uh, to check in or to chat with, uh, that they are uh, at the ready to do that in a smart way, a responsible way in terms of social distancing. So all of that can be done. Uh, So, again, great resources there uh, from the University of Utah. All right, we're going to go ahead and step aside for our final break. When we come back, we're going to talk about this idea in a very wearied world uh, about sacred idleness, and it is not what you think. This is not going to be easy. Stay with, stay with us. Find out what it is next on KSL News Radio.